This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge Elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. This is a collect call from former treasurer Spooky Sue Jenkins, an inmate at Port Phillip Prison. Hello, Spooky. Hello, Daddy. Well, how are you going? Well, I am in a federal prison. Well, I know that, but we've talked a couple of times this week. But I've been better, you know? All right? Yeah. I'll tell you that much for free. Oh, well, yesterday when I spoke to you, you seemed to be quite quite chirpy. Well, that's because it was um, violin day, where they come in and teach you how to play violin. And you know that always gets my spirit soaring. Because uh. I love a bit of Fair Elise. But... After the sweet release of Fair Elise, there was really nothing to live for for the rest of the week. Oh, I'm so sorry, Spooky. Are you calling me to do the pod? Well, I was calling you to um, see uh, if you wanted to hear my rendition of Fair Elise, but I actually lost my fiddle. Oh. But it, you want to do the pod? Oh, I, I thought that's why you... Uh, do, do you want to do the pod? I mean, are you be doing the pod right now? Is this recording? All right, well, you, you've got to give me a second then. You've got to give me a second. All right. Corey, Corey, can we, can we pull over? Wait, you're in the car with Cory? Yeah, 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 we went to Hungry Jacks. We can't record the pod in the car. No, you know, no, it's okay, it's okay, we're just, we're just pulling over. Oh. Yeah, Cory says we can sit, sit here for a what while. You, we should be you, fine, we could, we could do it in the car. What are you getting from Hungry Jacks? This sounds amazing. Well, I'm, I'm not eating anything. Um, oh, you're not Because eating... I'm on this frigatarian diet, as, you oh, know, as the frogs have got me onto. But, um, could you pick me up some chicken nuggets? Oh, Spooky, I can't possibly smuggle them oh. in. Could you just throw them over the fence? It's really late now, so they probably won't be watching. Oh, you know what? Can you get to, can you how fast can you get to the Lynch with what, those chicken nuggets? What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Corey? Uh, Corey says we can't do it. Oh, Corey, come on, come on! I would have done, I would have done it for you, Corey. Remember when I threw you that cold meat on the windscreen? He's you just shaking. He's just shaking his head. Remember? He's he's just shaking his head. Oh, Corey, come on. You were eating, you were eating bird shit in your own urine in that car for weeks before I threw you that slab of meat. You can't even throw me a couple of chicken nuggets over the fence of the Port Phillip prison. What's that? No. Okay. Well, no. tell him. Tell him actually. No, no, he, he's gone. He's just gone out. He, he he says he wants to walk home. Well, tell him that I did. I don't think that he he has the he doesn't have the arm power anyway to throw a chicken nugget over even a two foot wall. Oh right. Well. Yeah, so I doubt he could, you know, have the the arm fortitude to hoist a nugget over these uh, gargantuan prison walls. They're so big, Daddy. Well, I just wish you weren't so mean to Corey. You know, he, he's been a real support since you went missing, Spooky. Look, I'm going to tell you this one more time, Daddy. He's a big nerd, and I can't abide it. I think you'll come around. But you know what it you know what it is what I, what I really don't like about him is that he's one of those nerds. He's not very useful. He's not even very useful. What does he know? He's just really slimy, and what he likes what planting strange edible leaves. Well, spinach. Yeah, but I can't eat them. So what good is he to me? That's a that's a that's a good point, Spooky. So he's a, he's a useless nerd, the worst kind. So you're calling me to do the podcast then? Yeah, I'm calling you to do the podcast. Oh, oh wait, well, actually, wait a second. All right, there's someone. Oh, no, no, no. All right, no. Um, 
No, we're not we're actually not going ahead with the shiving. No, 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 I know. No, I said we were having a shiver. Alright, no, alright, yeah, no, keep it, keep it low key. Shh, shh. Oh my god, do you want to tear the whole yard? Alright, anyway, I'm on the pod with my daddy, alright, so leave me alone. Oh, sorry about that, Th daddy. That's, that sounded very dramatic, Spooky. Oh, I'm, I'm part of a gang. Oh. You've got to be a part of a gang. Oh, what, what gang are you part of in, in, in the prison? You haven't uh, told me about this. I'm part of the, um... The eye-gouging heart-pounders. Oh, right. Mm. Oh, they sound nice. Yeah, our signature move is that we uh, make shivs out of pens and we uh, poke and move people's eyes and then we sort of um, pump their hearts until the other eye pops out. Ooh. Mm. Oh, what a way to go, Spooky. Yeah, but I don't think it's actually ever been done. It's one of those mythological tales, you know, like St. George and the Dragon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so we have a tapestry that people have, you know, constructed over the years. Because it's, it's a very old guild, mm. um, the eye-gouging hard poppers. So we've got, we got a tapestry um, of uh, a very burly woman uh, popping another burly woman's eye out. Uh, we, we hang that over the, over the cell block. Um, that's obviously being constructed by um, um, all of the leftover um, dental floss. That the women have collected over the years. Right. And they've, they've dyed it with their own special fluids. Oh, well, isn't that nice? Mm. Where do you sit in the, in the gang hierarchy, Spooky? I've, I've managed to get up very high in the gang hierarchy. Oh, really? You've only been in prison for what? Two weeks? Yeah, t uh, two weeks, yeah. When was that? I mean, yes, I was uh, cer unceremoniously ousted from the house in the last pod, which I told you not to leave that in there. <laughs> it makes me look very bad. I'm... And look, uh, uh, I'm technically still in Parliament, you, you know. You, I'm, I'm, a sh I'm on the shadow bench. Are you? I thought you got kicked out. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be there right now. So this is not a good look, right? All right, then. You have to start... We have to start thinking about this pod as a propaganda tool to get me back in the favour of the public, all right? Oh, well, you're not doing very well, are we? Well, I wish you would just say something nice about me every now and again. Instead of asking me about my gangs. Oh. <laughs> I'll be sure not to, Spooky. Alright, cool, because I don't know if people really like gangs. Remember when um, Peter Dutton did that big scare about everyone in Melbourne having their plate snatched when they went to restaurants? Well, actually, on the topic of Peter Dutton... Well, I mean, should we introduce the pod first? I feel like, I feel like we should introduce the pod. It's a bit far in to introduce the pod, but I guess maybe better late than never, huh? Yeah, I guess better late than never. Alright, what would you say this pod is? Because it's really just gone down the toilet, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, look, I don't really even know what we're doing anymore. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm your daddy, Jack, a hmm. resident homosexual, and uh, you're a... Uh... I'm the former treasurer of Australia, incarcerated uh, inmate number 9370. Spooky Jenkins. Mm. You're I a chihuahua. You're going to tell the people that you're a chihuahua? I am a chihuahua, and I'm also reporting from prison. Um, I guess maybe this is one of those prison podcasts, you know, like they, they set up in, in some of the fancier prisons where, you know, prisoners get to tell their stories about, you know, how they're really just human beings. And um, I listened to some this really good one that was shared on The Guardian about this woman who she really just wanted to get back to her dog. I really connected with that because I'm a dog and I really want to go back to my human. Um, so it was really a, it was a real flip. Um, oh. But you know, I learned something recently that you can empathise in a flippy way. 
Oh yeah? You can flip reverse it with the empathy, which is quite a maneuver. Well, that's a... Ever tried it? Yeah, look, I, I feel like that's the point of empathy, Spooky, but... To flip reverse it? Yeah. I always thought empathy was about just finding people who were exactly like you and sort of kind of vibing. Yeah, no, 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 I don't think so, Spooky. What's that called then, vibing? Yeah, I think just vibing. That's just vibing, yeah. all right. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot more yeah. than the flip reverse, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, back to Peter Dutton. Mm. I feel like I've had a lot of complaints after our last pod as well. Oh, well, he would, wouldn't he? What's the potato said? Well, he was... Well, I'm surprised he listens to the it, pod. Well, it wasn't him. It was oh. one of his staffers. You know, there's always a staffer who's listening to something. He's got a million staffers. Anyway, they, they, were, they contested your account of the, the submarine circumnavigating Australia. I told you not to put that in the pod. Sensitive government information, Daddy. Liable to get yourself locked in here with me. Oh, yeah, I might, be, I might be in trouble. I mean, it is a women's prison, but I think you'd fit right in. <laughs> Thanks, Spooky. I really appreciate that. Speaking of women, is Janine in there with you? Yeah, Janine is in here, but she, uh, unfortunately, she has not uh, been so lucky with the gang affiliations. Oh. And it, as I said, I'm not going to speak more about my gang affiliations, but let's just say uh, I kind of I had to leave her in the dust. She was dragging me down, um, you know, so we have ended up in rifle gangs. But I won't say any more about the gangs. Oh, all right. All right. All right. How did you end up in a gang? What did you do? Well, everyone's in a you're, you're always in a gang. It's like the, when you go into prison, it's like the sorting hat. Have, oh. you ever, have you ever seen that wizard show? Yeah, I think I saw it once or twice. Yeah, Harry Potter, the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Um, that cat was very funny, wasn't he? He was, yes. What was his name? Puma. Yeah, Puma. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Anyway, had funny teeth, right? Yeah. Great, great teeth. Um, yeah, and a hat. And what I really liked about him is that everything that he always said really just made so much sense to what was going on in the scene that he was in. Yeah, I know, which is remarkable for a cat that was always wearing boots. Exactly. Do you remember when we watched um, Harry Potter Goes to Rome and he had to... Had to um, uh, rescue his relative from that uh, forgotten amulet. I do, but... And then the cat came along. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, such a good episode of Harry Potter. Just a crazy... Oh, and also... And his but... boyfriend that he met there, who his whole um, reason for going to Rome was that he wanted to take photos of old men because every old man could be his grandfather. That's crazy. I'm still not sure that I understand that. I mean, if, yeah, if... If that is, is that empathy, because that's really flip reversing it, but that's that's almost like flip reversing it into infinity, right? That's like a that's like an empathy dreidel. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an empathy dreidel. <sighs> well, you been keeping up the news while you've been in prison, Spooky? I've been keeping up with the club news, you know, oh, the, yeah. the important news. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, not much is going on in her life, right? It's all kind of settled down. Oh, no, she's got a big fight ahead against her. Um, what, really? Oh, yeah, she's pushing against the tide here. Oh. I mean, she was on she was on Joe Biden's pod, but that's no, um, you know, uh, that's no guarantee well, of the Veep Stakes. The Veep Stakes? Oh, she's in the Veep Stakes now, Daddy. Oh. Oh. Veep Ke- Stakes? Keeping up, keeping up with the Veep Stakes is one of the only things that I've got going. Right. I, I'm keeping a tally in, in my cell wall. I'll put, like, a line on the wall every time that... I feel like Klob is, um, you know, inching closer towards uh, the Veep status. Yeah, well, I mean, she was obviously on the pod. Has she been doing anything else to sort of boost her brand? Um, well, she's been... 
speaking a lot about the COVID and, um, you know, she's been doing a lot of that. And she's also been doing a lot of spells. Mm. And she doesn't tell you this, but she's... She's been wearing the Cloak of Destiny every day, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But she's also wearing this sort of periwinkle blue um, lamb's wool uh, skirt and jacket combo. Oh, that sounds nice. And that's actually infused with dragon's blood. Oh, where'd you get dragon's blood? She slayed a dragon, um, I think it was in Ipswich. Oh. Mm. Anyway, so she leaked the dragon's blood into the fibres of the coat. And now she's um, sort of going around getting people to touch the hems of her garments. Mm. And she's uh, curing COVID along the way. Oh. And it's not technically, she's not going to do a Pete Evans. She's not going to get arrested for uh, false uh, profiteering. um, Because it's real. Oh. It's real. People touch that coat, that periwinkle coat, and they just go crazy. They go crazy. They go crazy. They don't have the COVID. But they go crazy. They go club crazy. Oh, club crazy. Mm. Club crazy. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. They're called, they're called the club mob. Oh, the club mob. Mm. The club mob sounds kind of intimidating. Yeah. It's different than the club cunts, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Would you say that they're like rival club gangs? Well, see, I was in the club cunts, yeah. So I don't know how I would feel about the club mob coming, coming up. Because they're a lot more fanatical. Right. All they talk about is club. I mean, you know, I love club, but and you know, I was I was in with the club curses. I don't know if everyone's listened to, you know, the first couple of episodes of this pod, but um, the first couple of episodes were about me sort of participating in club's curses. Um, kind of died off as the narrative changed a little bit, and I started getting more into casinos. But um, I still, well, I, mean, we're still I was doing, with, I was doing the curses the whole time. We're still, well, I'm still living with the frogs mm. that they, 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 Australia Post wouldn't send. Oh, true. Actually, Kermit, he has been doing some amazing work. You're gonna, you are going to be blown away by the quilts he's making these days. That's incredible. You know, I actually, I really support his crafts. But actually, can you do something really important for me today, Daddy? Yeah. Before you go to sleep at night, can you please put a red cross on your door? Am I putting a red cross on my door? Just trust me, you'll be really thankful the next day. Alright, I'll make a, I'll make a note today. And it's your birthday tomorrow, right? So you wouldn't want to be killed in the night. That would be really bad, wouldn't that, it? That, 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 that would be bad. Yeah, so make sure you put that red cross, alright? Alright, alright. Okay, sure yeah, that'll, that'll, make, uh, that'll make sure everyone knows you're a club voter. Yeah. Does, does Amy Closure have a lot of enemies? Do you think anyone's going to try and squeeze her out of the beepstakes? Well, I've actually got... Well, that's the one thing that I have managed to compile. Oh. Um, obviously, it's pretty hard to get a pen around here. Yeah. But I've been snuggling up with the warden. Right. Um, oh, you and the warden are getting along. Yeah, I've been sneaking through the bars because, obviously, I'm a chihuahua. No bars can hold me. Mm. So I'm really, at this, I'm really in this prison mainly just for, you know, the good graces. Um... I mean, I couldn't really get out the front door because that's more of a steel door situation. But the bars, I can squeeze through. No, right. pr- no problem. Um, so I've been sneaking out late at night and, you know, I'll find the warden and, um, you know, just snuggle up on her lap. And she loves that. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. She calls me her little principessa. Aww. Yeah. Well, I think I might start to call you that. That's very cute. Well, that's that's cute, but that's the warden's nickname for me, so you have to come up with something else. Oh, okay. But anyway, me... I, got, uh, I borrowed a pen from the warden mm. 
and I've been writing about um, all of the people who are in contention for the Veep stakes. It's the only research I've been able to do for the pod. Right. Um, but, you know, bear with me, because I'm a prisoner. I'm, I'm technically disadvantaged now. So, if you're listening to me, you're listening to a marginalised voice. Um, and, you know, from the margins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really think that's going to really go well with the voters, isn't it, Danny? Is your, is your gang into, into, into Amy Klobuchar? I told you I'm not talking about the gang. Oh, okay. All right. No, I was just curious. Okay, so, all right, so the first contender we have on the, on the ranks is uh, Stacey Abrams. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah, you've heard of her? What have you heard about her? Oh, uh, I've heard that she likes the police, right? Oh, you might be mixing her up with Kamala Harris. Oh, I think I might be. Oh, that's quite racist, actually. Oh. My mum really likes Stacey Abrams. She's great. She's, um, you know, she's pretty good. Um, but she's, she's a bit, uh, she's a little bit desperate. Oh. I would say, for the, uh, Veep spot. She keeps doing interviews saying that she would really like it. Every interview that she has, she ends it with, I would really like to be the vice president, please. Um, oh yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It's, it's a bit, it's a little bit, um, oh, it's a bit, it's a little bit of a twist, right? Yeah, and then she said, like, her, her real sort of, like, Selling point is that she said that Biden choosing her would help promote not only diversity but trust, which I mean, that's a lot to ask for, isn't it? I mean, it's also probably not wrong. It's probably not wrong, but you know, what does it really mean? You know, what is diversity? What is trust? Nobody knows what. Well, nobody knows what trust means anymore. You know, I certainly don't think. Uh... Janine knows what trust is. And diversity... After the way that you've treated her. Diversity can be quite wiggly as well. Can it spooky? You know, too many cooks. In the prison kitchen. Anyway, I found this other great quote from her uh, when she was on Meet the Press. Um, She says, I believe in doing the work. I've been doing it since the day I did not become governor and I will continue to do so and I do so at a national level. And that to me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, doesn't that just sound like she's bragging about how she's failed all of her life? It does sound a little bit that way. Though I'm sympathetic. Well, she's basically saying that she didn't become governor and she'll continue not to become governor. And if you can't become governor, how are you going to become the vice president? Look, you know? I'm going to get behind you there, Spooky. Yeah. I think that's a good point. All right, so I think she's pretty much out. All right, so the, the real, I think the real contender, this is the real, this is the real sneaky one. It's a uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Have oh, you heard of her? I have heard of her. Yeah, she's quite popular. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was just like that Bernie fellow, right? She's actually quite different. Oh, yeah. is she now? Yeah. I, I, I heard in the media that, 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 that they're more or less exactly the same. Oh, well, I mean, I guess if you say it, it must be true, huh? And you're the one that also said that um, leggings were the same as pants back in 2005. And you were proved right in time, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was. I yeah. stuck by it. All right. Well, there we go. Maybe maybe Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, th- or do you think it's a closing doors kind of situation? Two Gwens? Yeah, I do. Oh. All right. I never thought about that, but that's actually very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was a ah. way for Bernie to diversify his brand. Well, that's great. Um, so, my notes on her is that apparently her real name, 
believe it or not, is not Elizabeth Warren. Her real name is um, Elizabeth Ann Warren Nee Herring. Oh, that's pretty catchy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she's, um, she's been married a few times. She most recently got married to a man called Bruce H. Mann. And, but she decided to stick with her old husband's name, Warren. Well, I feel like that was a good decision. Yeah, you don't think um, Elizabeth Mann would have been a, a great? No, I feel like... What about uh, Lizzie Mann? Lizzie Mann! Well, yeah, Lizzie Mann is fun. Well, you know, I think it would have required a career change. What about Hey, Hey, It's Lizzie Mann? Could yeah. have been a great slogan. Yeah, I would have watched that television show, that's for sure. Hey, Hey, It's Lizzie Mann. I don't know how I managed to do a click there. Um... <laughs> That was crazy. That, they were, that was actually my shoulders. Oh, God, Spooky. You should mm. probably get them seen to. Oh, I will later, yeah. Someone in my gang is a really good masseuse. Um, Alright, so I got some other notes on her, apart from her changing her name to be Sneaky, um, which I think is quite a sneaky move, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that is a bit sneaky move. Oh. I mean, who is the real Elizabeth? Is she a man? Is she an Elizabeth? Is she a Warren? Is she really a Warren? Who can say? Well, I guess she wanted to be a Warren, yeah. She wanted to have that sort of, I don't know, what, uh, badger connotation? Well, I always think of it as like a, a rabbit's kind of deal, right? Oh, rabbit Warren. And you know, the yeah. idea that you get lost in it, you know, just like you get lost in the, you know, political machinery. You get lost in Elizabeth Warren. So what do you know about Elizabeth Warren? Because I've got some notes here, but I'd love to know, like, you know, as an uneducated person, what's, what's your sort of, like, uh, what's the affect that uh, Elizabeth Warren sort of leaks into your sort of um, residual, uh, I guess, what, like, low-hanging brain? Oh, well, I feel like that Elizabeth Warren represents uh, a ideological uh, ballast in the Democratic Party. You know, she's not willing to fully uh, commit to the more kind of progressive and, let's be frank, uh, essential needs to sort of reimagine what the American state could be, how the empire might be renewed under, say, like a Bernie Sanders uh, redistribution of wealth policy. But she's also not, you know, the same down-the-line kind of politician that we become to know of people like Pete Buttigieg, for instance. Yeah, so that's how I've always understood Lizzie. I mean, she does have a demeanour that is perhaps um, a little bit dour, but I mean, I feel that, like, women in politics are often sort of given this kind of label, which I think is very unfair, you know? I mean, mm. not that you ever get that spooky. You're, you were never thought about as being all that terrifically dour in, 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 in politics. But at the same time, no, nobody I'm quite, ever... I'm quite, quite, a, quite, quite, a, quite sparkling person. Yeah, but nobody ever took you seriously. And you're always complaining about that. Yeah, but if they didn't take me seriously, then I um, scratched their car, didn't I? Oh, that's true. Anyway, I think your uh, assessment of Warren is pretty good. I wrote down that... Um, She's kind of like if Lisa Simpson grew up to uh, be the kind of mum who drives a Nissan. Okay. So that's, that's what I've got for, for Elizabeth Warren. Um, did you know she also used to be a Republican? I did know that. Yeah, she was a Republican up until 1996, which I think is a pretty sneaky move. So I think that might really be one of the things that Club can... Um, clobber on for you know in the in the in the veep stakes right um, because it's not then she's not going for the the Republican uh, vice president position mm. it's for the Democrats for the Democrats all right sure yep um, so yeah she was up that until 1996 yeah 
Um, because apparently she thought that those were, and this is a quote again from Politico, that those were the people who best supported the markets. And so I was a, bit, a little bit confused about that, Daddy. And so I was like, what kind of markets? Are they dry markets or are they wet ones? What do you, what do you think? I think they're probably wet ones. Yeah, so she, she wants to support the people who support the, the wet markets. Yeah. You're going to, all right, okay. Coming along with me with that one, are you? All right. Uh, so lastly, I think this is like the only other person who might be in contention for the throne of, um, you know, Klob's position is um, this person called uh, Tammy Baldwin. Do you know uh, her? No, I don't know her at all. Yeah, she's quite under the radar. So she's got a real name too. Her real name is Tammy Suzanne Green Baldwin. So that's a lot of names. That is it? a lot of names. Why do all these people have so many names? So many names. And so, yeah, she represented Wisconsin's 2nd Congressional District in the United States House of Representatives. And she's an openly lesbian woman. Oh, well, that's nice. Isn't that lovely? I love... Uh, lesbians are lovely. Yeah. If I've, ev- if I've ever known anything. You asked this. I've got a little postcard. Like, yeah. Oh, I remember that postcard that you have up in the wall. Oh, Daddy, I'd give anything, anything in the world to be, to be with you in the pod chamber looking at your, your series of postcards that say lesbians are lovely. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I'm obviously in Corey's car, but you oh, know. but you you remember it. Yeah, it's quite a quiet car. He's got it well sealed, hasn't he, for his juices? Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's it. He'd had it filled with. There's still enough water on the back to take a bath. Mm. Anyway, do you want to know some more facts about Tammy Baldwin? Oh, I feel like I know everything I need to know. I feel like she's got my vote. What? What do you mean she's got your vote? Well, I mean she sounds really groovy. Uh, She's, um, I mean, yeah, she's a lesbian, but Klob is a lesbian. Yeah, but I bet you you're going to tell me the next fact about her, and it's going to be really cool. What if it's not cool? Well, I bet you it is. Who do you who do you think is cool? Do you think um, uh, do you think Joanna Newsom is cool? Yeah, Joanna Newsom is pretty cool. I mm. mean, we used to we used to sit at home and and, and, and sing along all the time. Oh no, right. Well, but. I mean, but her husband isn't really that cool, is I he? I mean, he's pretty cool. Andy, Andy Sandberg, he's, he's, not, he's not so bad. All right, well, I mean, all right. Well, let's... Okay, well, I won't tell you that fact then. Oh, come on, Spooky. All right, well, apparently Tammy Baldwin is the third cousin of comedian Andy Sandberg. Ah, oh. oh, I'm liking this woman more uh, and more by the minute. Cl- she seems great. But Klob has got the cloak of destiny, Daddy. Yeah, well... I reckon, if it's, I reckon it probably is pretty smelly by this point. And she's got the blue periwinkle coat of she, the dragon's blood. Look, just because she's the sorcerer and doesn't mean she'll be a good person. And she's got person. the scepter of repentance. She does have that scepter. Oh, look, I'll have to think about it. Daddy, I would just really reassess that because she will... She will kill you in the night. She doesn't care what With I her think. scepter of repentance. She does not care what I think. It doesn't matter how cool you think Tammy Baldwin is, um, you know, Klob, you're going to have to vote for Klob for the sake of your life. Klob will clobber you. Is that why you're voting for her, Spooky? She's clobbered me before. Gosh. And I respect that in a woman. Anyway, the other, the only other thing, I don't know, this is maybe not even that cool. I mean, maybe I shouldn't, because you're really getting on a Tammy train. I really want to get you off this Tammy train. Yeah, well... Alright, well, what can I say about her that's bad? I have really got any... Well, she, uh, she opposed... In 2002, she opposed the war in Iraq. 
once again, I'm I'm really um, you know, what could be better than opposing the war in Iraq? But Joe Biden, Joe Biden loved the war in Iraq. Oh yeah, yeah, it's probably not. Well, I mean, he's got to clean up his image somehow, right? So what? You don't like the war in Iraq? You think it was a bad job? Yeah, it was. It was not. It wasn't well done. Yeah, all right. Oh, what have, what else? What other dirt have I got in there? I just they're all really all running off her back like a duck, isn't it? All of this smear that I've got on her. Yeah, she's um, greasy like Corey. Yeah. Nothing can touch. Nothing can touch them. Oh, that's a greasy pair. Yeah, I bet. I bet Corey would be voting for Tammy Baldwin. Um, although you know, you really can't vote for the the Veep stakes. It's it's just up to Biden. It's all know? up to Biden. Yeah. yeah. So you voting for her really is irrelevant. I don't know why I got so upset. Because you've got nothing to do with this, Daddy. I'm just telling you, these are the Veep stakes. Oh, okay. Um, well, speaking of slippery cat- characters, yeah. have you heard about your uh? Your little, uh, parliamentary friend. Which parliamentary friend? Angus Taylor. All right. Oh, we, we're transitioning from Clodpole to Ospole? Yeah. yeah, I think we might be. All right, he... I, I had one more fact, but let's just leave it. Just leave it on the cutting floor. Fine. Just burn it burn it in a ship like all of the celluloid Tell me your fact. Tell me your fact. You're clearly just so keen to tell me your fact. Well... In September 2015, in a radio interview, Tammy Baldwin said that she, the Pope, and Donald Trump all supported the repeal of the carried interest tax loophole. And I thought that was really interesting. Yes, very fascinating. I know. But, you know, it's actually, you know, she's like, she can convene with the Pope. That's pretty cool. I was thinking, like, maybe she has magic powers as well, um, which really got me thinking, like, what kind of cloaks and what kind of staffs does she have? Oh. Um, but she probably doesn't have any staffs because apparently the Pope came out with a statement saying that he he did um, uh, like helping the poor, but he had not signed on for any particular tax breaks. Oh, um, okay. So she might have been using the uh, the cloak of lies. Oh, nothing mm. like the cloak of lies. Mm. Quite useful in politics. Oh, every politician uses the cloak of lies. Well, yes, as I was saying. Uh, Angus Taylor like uses Angus the Taylor. cloak of lies. Oh, multiple lies, you know. I remember Angus Taylor being quite good at charades, actually, back in the um, when we did the uh, the Parliament Parlour. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do in charades? Can you remember? Always a chicken, but he was great at it. Oh. It was easy to guess, but you know what? We loved it so much. We loved his chicken that we'd let him do it for at least five minutes. We'd all know that he was doing a chicken. And it wasn't always, it wasn't always a chicken. Sometimes it was chicken run. Oh. Sometimes it was chicken nuggets, you know. Well. But, you know, it was great. He, he did a chicken so well. Anyway, what's he done now? Oh, well, you know, he's in a lot of trouble. Is he? Yeah, he faked that, um, that document that he leaked to, um, the Daily Mail, in which uh, it was made to think that uh, the Sydney Council was spending a great deal more on, more on flights than they actually were, uh, and then of course uh, he's been. Did he, did he run it through the cloak, the cloak of lies? Or I think he did because okay, so I'll explain this to you. Right. Are you not up to date with the story, Spooky? No, I've been in prison. This has been going on for like a year. Oh, they only let. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I don't know. I guess I've, do they I guess, not talk I guess about, I've been out. I guess I've been out of the loop. Do, do they not talk about it on the around the water calls at Parliament? That one's really slipped my slipped my ear. I mean, mostly what people talk about, you know, at the water cooler of Parliament is, you know, how everyone's petting chihuahuas under their desks. Oh. All the interpetting. 
Oh, that was all anyone could talk about for a while. And then the hand jobs. Oh my god. Just outrageous. You wouldn't. I mean, something like what reporting false numbers to a newspaper. That would have. That wasn't. That wouldn't cut the mustard at the water cooler. Oh no. Oh no. No, it was all about the hand jobs then. Oh, unless it was like some sort of like misreporting on the amount of hand jobs, then I wouldn't even bring it up. Oh, well, there you go. But anyway, what's he gone and done now, Angus Taylor? You, uh, look, it's... You bloody... You bloody chicken. Hey, it's all very boring. It's all very boring. Oh, he's a goose. The man's a goose. The man is a goose. Yeah. He thinks well, he's a chicken, but he's a goose. Why don't we just skip over Ospol? We don't need to talk about Ospol. Oh, let's talk about Ospol. Tell me a story, Danny. Tell me the story of Angus Taylor. Oh. I've got... Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Someone just filled up my, my prison cup with some... Um, Prison Chablis. We've been making our own Prison Chablis. Oh, that sounds delicious. Mm. So I'm sipping on that. Yeah. Where mm. do you get the grapes from? Um, oh, they're not grapes. They're raisins. You can buy boxes of raisins from the commissary. Oh, okay. And you got to really squeeze them to get uh, any sort of uh, milligrams of Chablis, which makes it very precious, but obviously because I'm pretty high tier in... Um, what we are not calling a gang, um, I get about a litre of Chablis a day. Oh, only a litre? Yeah. Now oh, that's we... actually pretty good, Daddy, to get a litre of Chablis. Oh. I suppose you're a very small dog. Yeah, I'm basically, I mean, yeah, my whole body's probably a litre of Chablis. And if you used to go through the chamfers pretty fast, you and Janine, you could clean out a, you know, a case of wine in 20 minutes. Yeah, but that's because champagne's so fizzy. Oh. So she, you know, she used to do that thing where she used to open the bottle with my mouth, and then, um, you know, I just, I just chuck the cork really quick, and then sort of like latch on, and then I sort of like buzz around the room like a sort of champagne balloon. Oh, that was, oh, god, those were the days. Good days are behind you, here, Spooky. Weren't they great? God, now I'm locked in this cell. Are you really bringing me out of myself, Daddy? This is so... It's so nice to talk to you. Well, you know, we could do something... dark and gloom. We could do something to really heighten your spirits. Yeah. Oh, did you actually do it? Yes. Did you actually do a bridging visa? I did a bridging visa. Oh, my God. All right, um... All right, I'd like to... I'd I'd love to hear it, Daddy. All right, all right, um... Just let me, uh... Let me clear my throat. Bridging visa, you're not quite there. Bridging visa, arcing through the air. All right, Daddy, what have you got for me? You've got what, a bridge. What did, what did you think of my song, Spooky? Oh, I loved it. What a great rendition. Oh, well, you know, I've been up practicing it all week. We don't have those kind of instruments here in the prison. No, what kind of instruments do you have in prison? Oh, we just have those mouth organs, you know, that people sort of run their lips up and down. Oh, yeah. You know, they harmonise. Yeah, they're quite catchy instruments, really. Rhymes with... Tronica. Hmm. A mm. harmonica. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Alright, well, uh, I've got a bridge for you this week. Uh, it's called... It's got a pretty cool name. Better. Yeah. It's called The Elastic Perspective. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, um, it's in the Netherlands. No, no way. In the Netherlands? Yeah. That's wild. And you get to think this is even wilder. It's a bridge to nowhere. Colour me surprised. 
It's a uh, it's a sort of like rusting kind of steel bridge, and it folds in on itself. So oh, it's one of those foldies. We've done a foldie before. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. But this is different because it folds in itself. Mm. So it kind of looks like from all angles like a loop. It's a constant Mobius uh, strip, um, mm. and that you can just walk around and around and around. But from any perspective, it doesn't look like a continuous line. It's very, very interesting. Mm. Um, and why, what kind of purpose does this bridge serve? Oh, well... Um, Is it a fish-catching bridge? Because that's a pier. Well, no, it's, it's not really... It, it's more of like a... Like a, just a pure tourist site. So you can go out to the, on the outside of Rotterdam. And, you know, you get off. There's a little tram stop there. And then you can sort of walk around the mm. bridge and have a look around, look back at the city. And then you go home. Right, so it's, I mean, it's a bridge to nowhere. That's pretty cool concept. I wonder though, is it just a long pier? Well, it's not out on the water, Spooky. Where is it? Where is it going? It's on the top of a hill. Top of a hill. You know, it doesn't surprise me that you're struggling to uh, understand this. In the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, it's almost impossible to understand the bridge uh, while you're on site. Um, uh, it looks completely different from every angle. Um, and apparently the only way to like get it, to understand mm. what's going on, you have to look at a, uh, like an illustration of it. Wow. Yeah. Have you got an illustration that you can describe to me right now? Well, in the illustrations, it kind of just looks like a big circle. But all the photos um, doesn't look like that at all. It kind of looks like a windy snake. Oh. Well, that sounds really great. Is it very misty? No, no, it's just a, like a brown thing on the top of a green hill. It's not that exciting, to be honest. So it's just a hill, not a mountain, not anything. What no, it, what, it's, it's definitely a hill. What do you look at? Just the hills? The other hills? No, 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 you can see back to Rotterdam. Oh, Rotterdam. Oh, yeah. I guess Rotterdam's pretty cute. Yeah. All right, should we go? Yeah, let's go. go. Yeah, right. well, yeah. When you get out, we'll, we'll, we'll make a trip. Okay. I mean, obviously, obviously we need to wait for COVID to be lifted. But... Well, I mean, I'm pretty... I don't really know what my chances are, but I've I've contacted someone who might be able to help. Oh. Um, his name is um. Uh, Sylvester. Sylvester. Yeah, he's got a last name as well. Yeah. His name is Sylvester Flanders Nagel. Oh yeah. Well. What, what could Sylvester do about this? Well, he's a lawyer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's your lawyer, is he? He's my lawyer. He got in touch with me because he, he heard about me on 40 to 50 Minutes. Right. Yeah. And he told me that he was a bit of, um, he was a, bit of a story chaser, um, which I thought was pretty great because he seems like he keeps up with the news. Right. Um, yeah. I think he might have also said that he was um, an ambulance chaser, which is also, I think pretty great because he obviously cares about people who need um, assistance, right? Yeah. That sounds good, right? I'm not sure, Spooky. I mean, I don't go around chasing ambulances, but I'm not that good of a person. Yeah, but you chase the postman, I guess. I chase the postman, yeah, just to get the packages. Um, it's amazing what kind of ASOS dresses you can sort of uh, fashion into nicer, um, attractive headscarves. If you've got the sort of incisors that I have, I've, I've seen you at work. It's quite mm, impressive. Well, that's that's why I've with the the people in my um my group. Oh yeah, your gang. Um, my group. Um, I've uh, I've become you know very, very good um, a very good uh, accessory 
to them because I've been hemming all their pants. Well, you know, come on, tell me about Sylvester. Oh, Sylvester Flanders Nagel. Yeah. Um, he's really great. Um, I did a, I did a little in-person interview with him. He came to the, um, to one of the sessions, the oh, yeah. um, the visitor sessions, which I haven't seen you at one of those, no. by the way. No. Can't make it up to the Ninch for no. your daughter. I've been quite busy. Busy, really. With yeah. what lockdown? Well, yeah. me and Corey have been um. Oh my God! I don't want to hear about Corey. Anyway, well, Sylvester Flanders Nagel has actually come to visit me, um, and he was wearing a beautiful three-piece suit, which I thought was quite impressive. Ooh! And one of those watches on a chain, a fob watch. A fob watch. Yeah. Did he have a monocle as well? No, he didn't have a monocle, don't be stupid. But he did have a very regal appearance. He sounds ridiculous, Spooky. Um, he has, I think, just the amount of gravitas that's going to get me out of prison. He told me he can get me out, and he can also uh, get me probably... He said I can become the next Chappelle Corby. That's quite the promise. Mm. When he is said, your he bail said, hearing? He said he's not only a um, lawyer, but he's also a reality TV producer. Isn't that great that he's got so many hats? That is great that he's got so many hats. And it sounds mm. like he's also got ridiculous hats. My bail hearing's actually um, uh, coming up in a couple of days. Are you going oh. to be there? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try and make my way down. All right. Well, maybe that'll be some good... Um, I mean, hopefully next week I'll be out of prison on bail and we can just, you know, be sitting together, having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. touch wood. Looking at your posters of lesbians. Hmm. Yeah. How lovely they are. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a pod speak. Do you have a poem for this week? I do have a poem, but I wrote it in a kind of a a fit of desperation. So, um, as I do with a lot of my poems uh, recently. So it's a bit of a sad poem. I'm not sure I feel this way now after meeting um, uh, Sylvester Flanders-Nagel. You know, he's given me a lot of hope. But, you know, I I was in prison and I was crying. I just missed my daddy. Um, I was thinking about how did I get here, you know? Um, so, you know, this, this is a poem. This is a poem I like to call Ninch Prison Blues. Oh, Daddy, I hear the ocean roaring. It's slashing against the ninch. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I got into this pinch. I'm stuck in Port Phillip prison and time keeps dragging on. But that ocean keeps on splashing the peninsula's only song. When I was just a puppy, my daddy told me, Nug, always be a good bitch. Don't take the gambler's drug. But I played the slots at South Bank just to feel alive. Now, Daddy, when I hear the warden's whistle, I hang my head and cry. I bet there's politicians eating pie floaters day and night. They're probably drinking coffees and smoking big cigars. But I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. They took away my cup and bowl. And that's what tortures me. <laughs> well, that's a very sad poem this week. Oh, Daddy, like I said, I was that was two days into, uh, you know, you think isolation out in in the burbs is bad, but isolation in prison, I'd say it's about five percent worse. Oh God. Yeah. So that really was really getting to me. 
I could really hear um, I could really hear the, the the raven's breath on my neck, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a poetic turn of phrase, but I think you might catch on to it. All right. Well, should we talk again next week, Spooky? Um, well, I guess I'd like to say see you uh, in, at the visitors' booth, but also see you in heaven. See you in heaven. And I.